0: Well, we know Josh Hader and Ryan Presley make the most dangerous back end along with Abreu, but what did Presley say? Did they talk to him? We're going to discuss the Presley-Hader union and how this is going to push the Astros to another championship run on this edition of Locked on Astros. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H Town Wilhouse chancy.
1: We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. I said Twitter, I've been trying to say X you can find me at Eric Talk Strohs. You can find the show at Eric Talks Strohs. You can find Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. And Brett, where else can they find you at?
0: They can find me on X, Instagram, and TikTok at H-Town Wheelhouse. They can find me at Strohs411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Strohs. Welcome to this brunch edition, Eric. This is a kind of, this might become a new thing for us. I don't know. I like it.
1: I mean, we'll see. Uh, definitely during off-season, but um we are um, the only daily Astros podcast out there, so make sure you go and subscribe to us. Thank you for becoming an everyday or somebody who listens to our podcast every day. Go and hit that subscribe button. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up and become um, somebody who listens to our podcast every day on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go and check out the Lock On Astros podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Fandle. FanDuel. Um, fa- It's uh, make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit fandle.com slash locked on to get started. So, Brett, I know yesterday was FanFest and uh, we didn't get to go. You had something going on. I had something going on. This first year, I haven't gone to FanFest in a while. But from what I heard, it was a blast. There's a lot um, lot of things going on. But the main takeaways from FanFest was what Dana Brown and uh, new manager Joe Espada had to say about the whole Josh Hader situation and mostly what happened with uh, Ryan Presley and how he took the news. And they did go ahead and talk to him before. And uh, Dana Brown did say that it took about 72 hours for this whole process to work itself out. But. Both he and Joe Espada did talk to Ryan Presley. We don't know exactly what was said, what Ryan Presley said, but uh, we do know that Dana Brown got off the phone after talking to Ryan Presley. He was super excited, and I know that Joe Espada mentioned twice that Ryan Presley said he was all in, baby.
0: Yeah, that's right. And just to just to kind of hit you up a little bit more on this Astros fan fest before we really dive into the Ryan Presley, Josh Hader thing, because that is really why we're here at the Sunday brunch. Um, a lot of really cool things were said. Lance McCullers was excited to hear him talk about, you know, he's throwing at 80 feet. He said, of course, we want to go faster than we're going now, but we have to trust the process. So, Eric, it sounds like Lance McCullers is really, really more confident, I think, now than he's ever been going into the season, which is a really good thing. Um, they talked to guys like Forrest Whitley asking him about being in the bullpen. And he said, look, I'm just ready to contribute, you know, to this club. Um, I know Jeremy Pena talked about a swing a little bit yesterday, with the fans, he got to, well, you know, what's really cool is they take the Astros buddies down there in the cages and they let right. the, let the players soft toss with them. I always love seeing that. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, Astros buddies st- sitting out in center field with like 35 other little leaguers from the Houston area. And I thought that Jose Cruz was just talking to me. It was, it was, it was a it was a Brett and Jose Cheo like meeting. Of course he wasn't talking to me. Um, but those are great experiences. And what I liked about this, I've got to give the Astros props, Eric, because last year when I went, I went and I and I went ahead and paid for the autograph sessions. You and I went and we, you know, we paid for the autograph sessions, but this year they didn't have everything was the players had available it was free autographs and they rotated the players through. I like that because to me, if fan fest, you're going to charge a dollar. There's really no need to nickel and dime people because then you have a limited number. You got the, the autograph hounds are in there and everybody got to meet the different players. Yiner was there. Um, carantini was there, you know, you didn't have Altuve or Verlander, but most of the team was there. Kyle Tucker, Hunter Brown, Jeremy Pena, you know, um, Yiner Diaz was there. So, that was really neat to see that these young Astros fans these veteran Astros fans got to go and get to know the team this year and even some of the minor league some of the guys will probably be starting out in in AAA and it was just really really cool to see um you know friend of the show you know peter Mashinsky was there but Astros from what i understand there wasn't as large of a crowd this year. And I think probably because of the Texans game and the hype with them and it was cold. And um, so there are a lot of factors there, but it was neat. Um, the ones that I know went, my friends that went said they absolutely loved it.
1: Yes. Um. Also Jeremy Pena said that his offseason focus has been becoming a more consistent hitter. He's hinted at, he hinted at some swing tweaks and mechanical adjustments, but said we'll have to wait till spring training to see what he's actually It's mm, okay. not going to go out there. Yeah. With all these people in the field, let me show you what I've done. So that, right, right. yeah. So a la- little bit later on, we're going to save this for later in the show, but we'll definitely talk about what Dana Brown had to say about extension talks, but I do want to go and highlight mostly what happened. Oh, also, uh, Ken Caminetti and a former Spanish radio broadcaster Rene Cardenas have been elected to the Astros Hall of Fame. Uh, we all know uh, that Ken Caminetti lost his life. Um, uh, I forgot how long ago, but his family was there okay. to um, honor him. And so uh, we'll see what happens uh, there. But I know that the uh, the offic- they'll be officially inducted August 17th. So Ken caminetti was one of those guys that would go out there and just give us his all at third base. Yeah. He was uh, he was big a part of that big, what, 12 to, I think, 12 to 14-player trade with the Padres that one time. Yeah, it was
0: a massive blockbuster trade. And, you know, Eric, the, the things I remember at Caminiti are stabbing a ball that was just about to – it looked like it was – couldn't tell if it was fair or foul, gloving it, and then literally firing the ball across the diamond on his knees and getting the runner by like three steps. And then, you know, the stories we heard when we interviewed um, Joe Vaselli when he did his, his podcast on the life of Kim, of Kim, Kim and Eddie when he was down in Mexico city, he had the flu. Remember he had the IV and he could barely walk. Right. And they're like, he's like, coach, I'm going to play, he pulled the IV out of his arm. And then he went out and hit with like two or three home runs in that game. So there are definitely some legendary stories. It is tragic, Eric, the way his life ended. You mm-hmm. hate to see anybody go through what he went through, but Bijou and Bagwell and Ausmus, they all talk about him. He was the ultimate teammate. And so rest in peace, Ken kimenetti and, and to your family. I really hope that this gives them some closure and helps them appreciate their dad and their former husband even more.
1: Yeah, uh, Craig Vigio was a good friend of Ken, and he was there to kind of uh, be there with the family. And so that was uh, pretty that was nice.
0: Funny. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Ken Caminiti, uh, rest in peace, but he was, we'll forever remember him as, um, part of that big trade, but he also he was a guy that was there to that forced Jeff Bagwell at first base. So, um, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, Bagwell became a hall of famer at first base because of Ken Caminiti. So we'll always have that. So, um, I think that's all the big news. There's some stuff that, um, we'll probably get back to as it comes out, but, the rest of it was focused around the big signing, which was Josh Hader. And we know that Kendall Graveman was uh, uh, ruled out for the rest of the for 2024 because of the shoulder s- surgery. Uh, this is something that um, a lot of people speculated. Well, the Astros thought that they're OK with Graveman, but then maybe they need to go out and uh, get another reliever. We talked about Naris uh, I know. Um, that Phil Maiton is not getting a lot of interest out there. So the Astros may, could have got him for cheaper, but the Astros wanted that they, they realized that, uh, the back end of bullpen, they've seen it in the past. It helps win world series. And so if you have a strong bullpen and a strong starting staff for the most part, and you get some hitting, you can win a world series. And so they went out and they spent some money. Jim Crane got out of his comfort zone and he did. But before they did it, Dana Brown and Joe Espada both had conversations with Ryan Presley. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Are you okay with this? And uh, so we'll talk about exactly what both of them had to say in a second. But it's just awesome to see that they actually are looking for the right parts for the bullpen and not just uh, relying on what they have in the system and going from there.
0: all right this episode is brought to you by ebay motors ebay motors is here for you passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what brings home your ride and diet and keeps it alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers.
1: Hey, guys. Make the Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. But go and check out Locked On Sports Day. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming platform on YouTube that has not just baseball, but all the sports out there. I know that if you're watching this channel, you probably love baseball, but the Texans played a game yesterday. Uh, what's Locked On Texans saying about that? What's Locked On NFL saying about the Texans' chance since CJ Strout and his, his future? So there's a lot going on just outside of Astros. So go check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So Brett, um, I know that um we got a lot to talk about, but I want to go ahead and put this up. You ready? Yeah. We still need the sound sound effects here. But no, yeah,
0: we'll get it. Um, you know, I'll I'll get with Mark. I I'll get with Mark Drew and um I'll cook up something good for us, man. I'll make sure we get that before opening day.
1: Okay. So before we get to Dana Brown's um comments, uh this is what uh spot I had to say about Jim Crane. I think that Jim Crane is super competitive. I think he wants the best for the team, for the city. I think he has equipped us to be in this position for this is my best. um, This is my seventh season, so he's not messing around. He wants to win. We have the weapons to do it, and now it's our job to do it. And he went on to say, he was asked, well, who's the closer? He said um, he's not ready to identify who the closer is right now, but he said he uh, likes to have assigned roles for the bullpen. He said that's going to play itself out. We're just excited to have Hader on the team. Our back end is just going to be that much stronger. The ninth inning will play out. But he did mention that even if you have a set closer, situations could change. Hader is a left-handed reliever. If you have a whole bunch of lefties coming up in the eighth inning, if it makes more sense for a hater to come in in the eighth inning versus ninth inning, you have somebody with some closing experience and Ryan Presley, he can go in and close. So I think that is what Joe Espada is hinting at right there.
0: You know, and and, and this is where we as fans have to trust the process, okay? Um, because most of the time, like was mentioned in this article, um, I believe they asked Lance McCullers about it and they, they asked him about this sign. And he said, you, he said, apparently Presley's on board and apparently look, sometimes teams just go out and sign people just to get them in the, in the clubhouse. They don't consult with anybody. It's a business decision, yada, yada, yada. But here it really appears that they did their homework and you have to get your guys. You have to let your guy know. You don't necessarily have to have his approval, but if he is a team player and a winner like Ryan Presley, um, look, 105 saves, that's the fifth most of any closer in baseball. Josh Hader, 164 saves, the most of any closer in baseball, all since 2017. And so you've got two of the top five closers in baseball on the same team. Put yourself in Ryan Presley's shoes. You may love saving the game. You may love your role. But if you had a chance to team up with another great, I mean, this isn't like putting two quarterbacks and shuffling them back and forth. This is the back end. And like you said, situations will dictate. But you have right now the most the most formidable back end in all of baseball. Brian Abreu has eight saves in his career. Brian Abreu can go out there and save a game if you've used Hader and Presley. If you have a lefty come up in the seventh or eighth inning, you may want to throw Josh Hader and then Abreu and then Presley. You see what I'm saying? And and so that is what you're talking about with these comments. It's fluid. And yes, we don't exactly know what was said. I know Chandler Rome... Now, Chandler Rome didn't do a hard dive into the negative, but he did say, well, we don't really know how Presley feels. We just know what we've been told he feels. But at the end... He did a good job. He didn't go too negative, which he gets a lot of criticism for because he's a reporter. And I think people don't like that. He doesn't, doesn't do stories with Astros color glasses, which I actually kind of it's frustrating at times, but I respect it because I've met him and he's all business. Um, but at the end, he really wrapped up his, his article and I actually quoted it, um, on a tweet recently. um, It says right here that hold on. I I thought I had it pulled up. It's it's literally the very last thing. I hung up the phone and I was excited. Brown said this guy will do whatever it takes to win. I got more excited about it. Right. When Dana Brown tells us something like that, Eric, that's not something you lie about. You know what I'm saying? If there was tension, I think they were like, hey, look, press is on board with it. He's our guy. He understands he's going to do what it takes to win. I think the fewer comments you hear from this, the more worried I would be. But I'm trusting the process. I think this is one heck of a move. And I've got another point, but I'll get to it here in a second.
1: Yeah, uh, just to go off, uh, I mean, I could read this whole quote, but uh, Espada basically just went into what I just said. But he said, we have an elite bullpen, elite three guys that could close at any time. Um, I can, We can switch them based on lefties, like I was just saying, but I would like to have established role for these guys, basically, just to summarize it, just because I already did it. So um, I think that we're going to see them do do that. And he says, we owe them that. We owe them that to let them know what their role is, when they should expect to come in. So I think that a lot of teams uh, like uh, Tony LaRusso, I believe he was the guy that didn't really have a set closer or like the closer would come in, in eighth inning and not the ninth inning. If I, there's some manager that didn't really have a set closer, well, outside. there's well are by committees sometimes. Well, so
0: there's a lot of teams that I mean, not 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 everybody's gonna go your go your atypical route. Right. The bottom line is this: you're not paying Josh Hader, and Dana Brown said this: right. we're not paying him to be a setup guy. You don't pay someone $95 million to go, oh, by the way, Presley's our dude. He has this really cool Johnny Cash intro. He's pretty elite. We're painting 95, but we're going to have you the setup guy. Now, if Press ever leaves, we'll give you his spot. No, 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 no. You pay this dude $95 million. You put him in that closer role. Presley used to be a setup man, was very good at that. And they're both going to get opportunities to get saves. But I promise right. you, if Josh Hader, now, listen to this, Eric. If Josh Hader goes out and is the primary closer, and racks up close to a career total in saves and does as phenomenally as we know he can do. He may put himself up for reliever of the year. He might possibly have another closer being in the conversation of Cy Young by the end of the year, depending on how things go. So, dude, I think the sky's the limit with potential here.
1: Yeah. Espada went on to say Presley is a pro, he really wants to win. He's a team guy, so he's all in. He's all in. We saw opportunity to prove this team, and he said, "Why not if this guy can make us better, but we made him aware, and he's excited about the fact that we added hater to the team, so they did get him in the loop. We talked about it the other day we didn't know if he was in the loop now we know, and knowing is half the battle. Thank you, yojo for yeah
0: <laughs> no, us- no i'm I'm serious I will. I will start cooking in the lab with that, but y'all just, y'all just let me cook. All right. Because I am not a Jag. I am not just a guy. I'm H. John Wilhouse. You were locked on Astros. He's Eric, the man Heisman. But dude, th- this is, this is going to be exciting. Eric, this automatically spices up our off season talk. Um, you know, what's in the future. Well, one of the things I was going to say earlier, cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to go like eight minutes with, with one take, but there was an article and I didn't really bother reading it. It's on an app. I have to get the app. I've been lazy. I don't want to get the app. It's called smart news on the iPhone. And they said, this is, you know, this contract is basically the reason why they won't sign. You know, they won't extend four or five of their players. And I'm like, wow, it's not doom and gloom there. Eric, they're paying this guy. What was it? Is it 19.6 a year? Is that what the total is?
1: Who? Hater? Hater. It's 19. Even.
0: Okay, 19 even, but I think the first year he gets 19.6. Anyways, but it's 19. I don't think this breaks the bank, Eric. I don't think this keeps him out of signing Tucker. I don't think this keeps him out of signing Altuve. I don't think they were going to originally sign Bregman. Oh, at FanFest, Bregman was asked, was asked, do you see yourself in an Astros uniform after this year? And he's already started fielding the questions. Yeah. Uh he I, said, I, I'm I, just I,
1: trying to get ready for the season. I'm, I'm not I'm about worried about it. Yeah, so. That's
0: what you're
1: supposed to say. You're not supposed to say, yeah, I'm actually kind of pissed off that Dana Brown hasn't talked to me well, about no. this.
0: Well, I'm- no. Well, no, and I don't, right. And I don't expect him to have to have that right. that take, but those questions are starting spring training. They're going to get more. They're going to be more. And so Bregman, the trick for Bregman is to stay focused here mentally right. and to make sure that he is just doing his, you know, doing his part.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about Dana Brown in a second, uh, what his thoughts were and his thoughts about the extension since you brought it up. Guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us. But go and check out Locked On Sports today. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's not just the same two talking heads all day long. It's all the sports news you need all day long, 24-7. So go ahead and check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube 24-7. All the uh, football, all the baseball, all the basketball talk, you need uh, 24-7 Locked On Sports uh, today. All right, so Brett, uh, there is a lot that Dana Brown had to say. I know we kind of focus a lot more on what uh, Joe Espada, I I was about to say, yo, Joe, but uh, Joe Espada had to say. But Dana Brown did say, like I mentioned earlier, that it took about 72 hours for this deal to come about. I think once the Kendall Graveman um, news came out, I think that's when they decided, look, we need to, we need to make this a better team. And I think that um, that what he, what Hayter brings to his team is awesome. But if you're looking at what uh, Dana Brown said about Presley, he said he means so much to this organization, his leadership in a clubhouse and his leadership in a bullpen, things that he's done for the organization all postseason saves, and all of the in season saves. He's just been a pillar. I wanted to talk to him because I know it's the right thing to do. And he's, like you said, he's a true professional. I hung up the phone. I was very excited. And so this is the third time. I said it earlier. You said it. And then I said it again. Dana Brown was very excited about getting um, not just Josh Hader, but that Ryan Presley was in. And so yeah.
0: that's a big key. No, yeah, definitely. Um, so Presley, 90 regular season saves, a 141 ERA plus, a .9850 whip, became the full-time closer back in 2021. 22, get this, he has not allowed a run in 22 and two-thirds postseason innings and has more playoff saves than, in, saves than any closer in franchise history. Can you imagine going into an ALCS – Against someone like the Rangers, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Rays, and having to lock down a game, needing a home win, you know, needing to shut down an offense. Our pitchers, I believe, last year averaged six to six and a half innings per start. This right here takes the stress off of Presley of being the guy night in and night out. You know, last year he dealt with a couple things with his neck and things like that. This takes, I think, a little bit load off of him. Well, I guess a lot. And it takes a load off of the starting pitchers, Eric, because we know we have two guys coming back. They're going to need to be stretched out once they come back in Garcia and McCullers. But you've got guys now, they don't, it's not like they had pressure before. The offense is more powerful. Your back end is stellar. And you know what? We didn't go spend $800 billion and have to buy a planet just to put two players on our team. Right and say we're going to go to World Series because we got Otani and Yamamoto. Y'all keep spending. Y'all keep doing your things, LA and New York. We'll do things the way H-Town does them. I promise you, we are one of the most formidable opponents to be looking at for a 2024 World Series, and I have no doubt in my mind.
1: Yes, so um, I know that Dana Brown also went on to um, kind of say that um, – I mean, this is not an official deal. Uh, he's still got to pass a physical, but normally the team is kind of hush-hush about this, but they're at FanFest, and uh, so what are you going to do? Avoid the question? I mean, it's out there. Right, right. You've got to address it.
0: No, no. You know, um, well, look, I've I've heard this phrase, and I vehemently disagree with it. Because of Kendall Graveman's injury, Hater is Kendall Graveman's replacement. He's not. Kendall Graveman's not a closer. They were going to get hater whether Graveman was here or not. I mean, because Kendall Graveman's salary is still being paid, it doesn't matter. they I'm telling you, haters' role on this team has nothing to do with Kendall Graveman's injury. It has nothing to do with Kendall Graveman. Because, right? Yes
1: and no. I think the um, I think it made in. Him- made the necessity more it made them need to go out there and do it more like because they need another arm in the bullpen but I because think if Graveman right. was a former closer so he technically if he is like top of the line graveman he is a closer so I guess
0: right I guess that makes sense but to me honestly I look at more of a to me a more comparable move would have been Hector Nerys mm-hmm. to the Astros because of graveman I think they've been eyeing Hater this entire time. In other words, what I'm saying, and I may be totally wrong. This is this is just they've my been thoughts waiting for
1: the price to come down, and okay. I think the price okay. did come down. And right. they, I think they're right. They're not just looking for 2024. They're looking for to extend this window, and that's what Jim Crane did. He extended this window, and so that, so that leads us into our next conversation. We've got some expiring contracts. Alex Bregman was asked about his contract. That's expiring after this year. Uh, You have Jose Altuve whose contract is expiring after this season. None of those, um, neither one of them has had a conversation with. That's right.
0: That, and I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting. Eric, I want to throw this comment up here because we've got a new, I think he's, I think he's a new viewer. Um, A rookie manager has never won a world series in baseball history. Right. But have you had a manager take over from bench coach after being with the team during three World Series appearances, one of which they won. Yeah, I don't think you've ever had that, okay? Um, so I think, really, honestly, that it's not going to depend on whether Joe spot is a first-year manager or not. This team's built to win. So you know what? Records are meant to be broken, and there's first time for everything. You Just bookmark it. I'm pretty sure the Astros can get the job done.
1: Uh, so I just put it down there. Dan Brown said that he has not had any extension conversation with Jose Altuve or Alex Bregman. Kyle Tucker said that he and the Astros did not have any long-term extension discussions during the arbitration salary exchange deadline. Hmm. So um, I don't. we haven't heard from Frommer Valdez. So with this, the Astros have gone over the luxury tax threshold, um, at least the tier one. They are 3.6 million away from tier two, hmm. which is where the fines go up a lot more, the penalties go up a lot more. So the question is, are the Astros going to go all in and just um, Jose Altuve? That is a must. You've got to. This guy should be Houston Astro for life. But does Hater, you giving him 19 million per year? Does that take away from Alex Bregman now? Does that take away from Kyle Tucker? And so oh, I, uh, I know Willard says, go get Blake Snell. But the problem is, if you do that, you can go ahead and uh, just shoe out those other guys right now.
0: I, I think no matter what this team does, Jose Altuve is going to be Houston Astro. There is no there is nobody can convince me unless it was God himself. The only person that could convince me is God saying, I know the future. <laughs> Altuve's not, I'm just not going to believe it. Altuve's going to be an Astro. Tucker, they're going to get it done. This to me shows Crane's willing to pay. Bregman more than likely is going to go get that bag. Bregman might end up in Arizona.
1: Spring training is where we've seen deals get done in the past. Uh, I think that's where Jose Altuve worked out his deal uh, last time. That's where we saw Bregman work out his deal last time. So I think that's when we'll see some uh, stuff getting done. I don't. I still don't know if Bregman is going to get extension. I think that Jose Altuve would, and we'll see what happens during spring training. But I think that with Jose, uh, with Josh Hader now Houston Astros uh, player, I think that uh, fans are a little bit more excited, a little bit more excited than they were before this move, because a lot of people are like, "Wait, all these guys are getting better, but we're not." But guys, we've always been positive. So that's why you need to tune into the Locked On Astros podcast all the time. My name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancy. We are the Locked On Astros podcast. Tune in. Go and subscribe to us. Make us your first listen. We are here for you every day, whether it's Sunday brunch or after the game or after Texans lose, whatever it is. We are here for you. And uh, Brett...
0: Just be looking for our first ever Minor League Monday episode tomorrow. Special edition extra episode this week will be happening each week from Locked on Astros. where your team every day. Go Astros. Dude, that was seamless.